Hey, Tyler. What's up? We're back. We're back, baby. Yes. Yes. Back in the better, you were better in, than ever. You were in Puerto Rico. Yep. And man, so we're so, so glad to be back. I know you guys have been missing us. Oh, absolutely. Well, uh, they've been missing one of us. Yeah. We all know which one. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a given at this point. Uh, all right. What's the greatest meal you've ever had in your life? Oh, man. So I was thinking about this because of Sunday, obviously. Yeah. And for a long time, I had a previous meal. But recently, I think I've had something new that took the cake. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. That's a so, recent addition. Recent addition. Oh, wow. my gosh. We went to this restaurant in um, Charleston, South Carolina. Uh, and I got this dish called a bouillabaisse. base. A bouillabaisse. Is this Bouya Paula base. Deans or? No, no. Okay. It's Magnolia's is the name of it. Oh, wow. It's a Oprah Winfrey's favorite restaurant. So if you're, a big, if you're a big Oprah Winfrey fan, you got to go to Magnolia's. No comment. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the dish is called a bouillabaisse. And so it's kind of like a, like a high-end Southern French kind of uh, hybrid. Could you spell it for us, please? No, I absolutely cannot <laughs> spell it for you. you Google that. <laughs> <laughs> but essentially what it is, is like a collection of, of shellfish type foods. So like clams and oysters and crab and fresh fish, shrimp, all of that in a, in a bowl, um, marinated in this kind of stew-like sauce, very buttery, very silky. It was absolutely delicious. B-O-I-L-A. <laughs> B A I S S E. Can you use that in a sentence, please? Bouillabaisse. It's very good, though. Highly, highly recommend. Traditional fish stew. Yeah, yeah. And so it was that, but then they added in kind of the oysters and mussels and crab into it. Wow, it's so good. Wow. Yeah, it was like that moment on Ratatouille where the critic, you know, like takes the bite and just like your whole life flashes before you of like everything (laughs) was leading, everything was leading to this one moment. (laughs) It's like it starts seeing colors. Absolutely. Yeah. It was a spiritual (laughs) transcendent. (laughs) We need help, man. We're gonna start praying for you. Yeah. Well, well, I mean, we're kind of running along here, but what about you? Oh man. Uh, Yeah, Kath and I went to this place years ago. And uh, it, it was just founded on Yelp, yeah. and it's like a steakhouse. Mm. And I, I remember, I mean, the food was awesome. It yeah. really was great. But um, the, the service, man, it was just unbelievable. And this this server, I mean, he was like, he's like your best friend. <laughs> and I think he only focused on us and never, never let the drink get like less than yeah. three sips. The drink you know, is a empty. big one. That's a and big thing. I mean, was there like, like literally like just cracked your crab legs for you. You didn't even have to ask, you know, he just did it. And uh, I really was like, I mean, I really think if, if I asked him to just go ahead and feed me, he probably would. Spoon feed you. Yeah. You know, like, (laughs) oh, absolutely, sir. I'd love to do that. You know, it's just, it just always has stuck with me. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. uh, The service, man, it's a big deal. So we talked about that in the, uh, in the sermon yesterday and excited to talk about uh, feeding of the 5,000 today. Well, welcome everybody to Weekly Hope, and hope to be back and talk through this week's sermon from Hope Church, and um, this week we're tracking through the Gospel of John, we made it to John chapter 6, and we see the story of the feeding of the 5,000, and uh, man, what a awesome story, and just to be reminded of, you see, this is really the only miracle that's recorded in all four Gospels, and so, uh, man, had a huge impact on everybody who was there, who saw it, who took part, and obviously spread the name and fame of Jesus uh, after this point um, uh, across 
all of Israel. And so um, it's, it's such an interesting story. And we talked about in, in the intro, the greatest meal you've ever had. Um, that's kind of the theme for this. This sermon was the greatest meal in the history of the world, not because of you know, the ingredients that were used, um, but really because of the, the spiritual ingredients uh, that, that made it happen. And so the three main points that we talked about that we saw in terms of spiritual ingredients for the greatest meal ever were faith, an offering, mm-hmm. and gratitude. And this is really what Jesus models for us perfectly in, these, um, in, in this story. And so you saw the lack of faith from this one disciple that, man, he, he, he got called up, got called to, called to the test and did not pass. Uh, so Philip, you know, he tried, but one of the really interesting things I learned about uh, this, this story was that this was Philip's hometown so Jesus asked him, you know, where can we get food? And already knowing what he was going to do, but uh, you just see the lack of faith in Philip's life and how the Lord uses that to teach him a lesson. Uh, and then you see Andrew, the evangelist, man, mm-hmm. who brings yet again another person to Jesus and with a simple offering. And that's what we see from the boy is this offering that's given to the Lord. And it's not a great offering. It's actually probably a ter- <laughs> terrible offering, to be honest. But um, how the Lord uses that and... Uh, and then you you see this the gratitude that that Jesus models for us in but both that he gave thanks, but also you know how they they left they wasted nothing there was no leftovers and how they used that for the disciples and so uh, that that led into really the two final points of application two final questions that I had uh, as I studied this passage which was one uh, what would have these what what would have happened what would these disciples done if they had had enough you know, if they had enough food or had enough money to buy mm-hmm. the food to feed this crowd. And, you know, the answer to that is like they would have missed out on the miracle. Yeah. They would have missed out on what, what God can only do. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, I'm convicted in that so often we have enough. We have more sure. than enough. We could have we could have covered the cost to feed 5,000 or 15,000 people. Which is crazy, by the way. I had no idea that, like, that's what that would have amounted to. Like days and hours and time. Yeah, you know, so it's it really like 200 is. working days. Yeah. If you just took that in today's context and it's like eight hours a day, $10 mm-hmm. an hour, all right, 16 grand. Yeah. You know, you call it that. Yeah, it's like, no well, joke. All right, you pull out the old credit card and, <laughs> you know, uh, I made that joke like, all right, Jesus, you can Venmo me later. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You want to multiply it, that'd be great, you know, a little interest or something. You know, like that's what we do. We're like, all right, I'll cover this one, God. Uh-huh. Uh, and you, you miss out on the miracle. Sure. You know? And then that led, honestly, to the final. And I think the most important question that I had just in studying that impacted me was like, if Jesus could do this, why does anybody ever go hungry? Mm. You know, why did he ever get hungry? Or why did the disciples ever get hungry? Or why does anybody today at all get hungry ever? And like, if God can just make food appear or make it happen. And I think that's where we see this balance between the deity of Christ and the humanity of Christ and in entering humanity, most often he experiences what we experience, which was like hunger and pain mm-hmm. and sorrow and death, you know, even to the point of death. Sure. And so uh, it's not that God can't do that. Uh, he can. But, but we also have to recognize that like in the brokenness of our world and sin, as it broke the world in Adam and Eve's sin, like we chose hunger mm-hmm. rather than dependence. Like we chose to be hungry in our freedom of sin, 
than dependence and freedom in in the Lord. And so it's like the hunger problem is it's an us problem. Mm-hmm. It's not a God problem. And, uh, you know, I think that's what should lead us back to resting in and needing him and depending on him rather than like what we can make or build or sure. buy or have or, or provide for ourselves. So, um, I think that's like the takeaway that I had. And the question is, you know, do you depend on him today? Mm-hmm. So yeah, anything stick out to you from the sermon? I mean, I preached it and just kind of preached it again. But, <laughs> sure. No, um, it's good. I, I really, I really liked it. I think the, the outline here is, is even just taking a step back is such a helpful framework just for our daily lives. It's like, we see these as like, you talk about ingredients for this miracle to happen was that it needed faith and offering and gratitude. But even in just our own individual lives as, as Christians and our relationship with God uh, results in these three things happening. Mm. Um, I like that they kind of stack on top of each other too. So like if we were to offer anything to the Lord, that has to come first through faith. Mm. Yeah. So um, in order for us to even be able to sit there at the throne and offer God you know, any, any kind of uh, an offering, it would have to come through the faith that we have in Him first. Mm. And the offering is the, the part that's so hard. That's the part that's like the biggest, the, the scariest step, the biggest uh, step out in faith is, is to, to give things over to him and say, Lord, you are better with these things. We trust you with it over my own self. And then typically on the other side of the offering is where gratitude comes. And so it's kind of interesting to see it in this, this natural flow, even in our own life, where through the faith that we have in God and through the offering we give him, we are able to um, just be pleased by him and pleased by our own selves and what the Lord is doing in and through us so much greater um, based on that release of faith. Yeah. And that's what we said when we, you know, when we come to the, the offering piece, mm-hmm. uh, which like faith is required to, sure. to give anything to the Lord. And you may be, you may be like, embarrassed by what you have to offer or you may be sorry by like the littleness of what you have to offer whether that's time or resources or uh, abilities Mm. or whatever it is um man but i think like the beautiful thing that you see about this story is like the inadequacy of what this boy had to give you know and it's like uh, i I laughed and joked about it because it was like I mean, you just imagine Jesus standing up there and he's got, like in today's terms, he has a Lunchable and he he holds it up before <laughs> this crowd and he's thanking God for like the food that we're about to partake in. Yeah. You know, and it's like, what is happening right now? <laughs> you know, like you're looking at it and you're like, this is, this is really bad. You know, like this, this is, about this, to is this is all we've got. Yeah. <laughs> One Lunchable. <laughs> and like, and he just multiplies sure. it over and over and over yeah. and over again. And, you know, the great takeaway, the great reminder for me from this, and I hope anybody that hears this uh, can take this away, is that what we have is always mm-hmm. enough in the hands of Jesus. Mm-hmm. That was like the, the point that I wanted yeah. to drive home. It's like, it doesn't matter if it's a lot. It doesn't matter if it's a little. Uh, it, it matters if you're faithful with it yeah. and you're like your willingness to offer it to the Lord. Sure. And you see time and time again throughout scripture how like, how the Lord uses that which is inadequate and like can only be attributed to him yeah. uh, being able to do the work. And so, so often I think in our lives, we just, we, we operate and we live in such a way and I live in such a way where it's like, you know, faith is not really required. I can, I can sure. cover this all on my own and you know, I want to live in a way that like, you know, it, the Lord must show up. Um, 
and, and you see that happen, you know, here and uh, and just to, to remind our people that, you know, today what what you have, it's enough, yeah. and and Jesus can use it, and yeah. He will use it if you give it to Him. No, and that's so good too, because I mean, you're right. There's so many times, like personally, where that that's such a struggle is like constantly wanting more than what I do have, even if it's under the guise of like wanting to give it to the Lord, you know, it's still this, this desire for more of something instead of just being faithful with what we're given. Like time is one of those easy ones for me where, uh, I constantly feel like I want more time, uh, both to be on mission, but you know, ultimately because I don't want to give up the time that I do have now Mm -hmm. for other things. And so like this weekend, we had an opportunity to get to, um, spend time with both of our neighbors next door, which Mm -hmm. is something we've been wanting to do and been praying for and talking through, but it took us giving up a good chunk of our Saturday afternoon in order to do that Mm -hmm. instead of doing something that we would normally do ourselves. Um, and so I see that and just, it, that's what it made me think of hearing that on Sunday is how often I'm constantly saying, man, I wish I had more of these things, but ultimately it's because I'm selfish with what I do have. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Well, anything else uh, from the sermon or coming up that you, you know, want to share with our people? Um, as far as coming up, I mean, we have a, a few exciting events coming up with men's event and women's um, this next month. I know uh, this Thursday, right? We have yeah. the the women's um, event, which um, I'm partial to because my wife is helping design some of the flowers and getting things together this week. So I think that'll be a fun event uh, yeah. for anyone to come be a part of. Yeah. The Fall Ladies Gathering yeah. uh, is Thursday night, and you can sign up for that on our website, uh, just our events page. And then next Thursday, we've got Men's Gathering, uh, and we're going to be going to Top Golf. And then a couple of big things church, church-wide. This coming Sunday, we've got Explore, um, and it's going to be after-service uh, lunch uh, after service and this is a great way to meet some of the pastors connect meet new people at the church and, and figure out what your next steps are in hope church and then uh the following sunday on the 13th of november we're going to be celebrating stand sunday and that's just going to be a sunday where we highlight adoption foster care uh, and how our church cares um for the imago day mm-hmm. and uh, we're excited about that and afterwards we'll have a luncheon for Anybody that wants to stick around is interested in finding out more information about adoption, foster care ministries, or or wants to take next steps in that area. So it would be a great thing to sign up for as well and stick around as our church is caring for little ones. So we got a lot of little ones in our church. So (laughs) So, many little ones. Yes, which is exciting. So uh, that's, that's what we have coming up. And this has been Weekly Hope. Can't wait to catch you next week and hope you have a blessed week. We'll see you this Sunday at 10 a.m. If you want to know more about Hope Church, You can uh, find out on our website, hopechurchjc.com, and uh, we'll see you Sunday. See you.